Welcome to the Jan Rob Toy Show. It is good to be back. It's been a bit of a hiatus for us, which means we're extra hungry to discuss all things toys and dollies in your shelf life because you're all pro shelfers just like me. But not just like me. There's also another person I got to bring into the mix. The other half to the power sword, this dynamic duo you are accustomed to hearing from on a weekly endeavor. Let me bring in my good pal, my good mate, Mr. Jay Bartlett. May I eat you? Oh, hey. What's Whoa, up, Whoa. Boy, you came in hot to trot. What's My goodness. On? Oh, good. Good. Good to good to see you again. Good to do this. This is a non-production episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. How's that feel? Uh, it feels kind of strange that we missed last week, to be honest. I feel like it's been a month, even though it's only been a week. I'm um, going back you to know? the... Going back to the old styles, I, cool, but I, I missed that sweet camera. I gotta learn how to use that thing. I mean, where's Dave? Mm, Dave? Dave's not here, man. Dave's, Dave's not, not here. here. It, you know, it does. It was strange that we weren't interacting with our our lovely, loving, and loyal audience last week. But at the same time, Lolly. it doesn't feel like we've missed a single beat. In fact, it feels like we've recorded ten episodes since we last went live, which is entirely accurate we have now 10 episodes in the can and we're going to be recording this friday night to cap off the production so we're delivering 10 episodes to jinx uh esports tv in canada but we're going to record a couple extra and i know already jay from the episodes that we've recorded for the broadcast television version of the jay and rob toy show i'm already pushing one aside that means one of the two this friday has to be good uh, what can you tease people about what to expect? With what we're doing Friday? No, no, with the whole series, the Jane Rob Toy Show. Oh man, it's been a a really different experience than what we're used to doing. We're used to obviously being together, which is kind of kind of strange that we're not. Uh, so I shoot in my studio here. You're shooting yours, much like this. And uh, Dave, who's our what would you call him? Head camera guy. Director of he's photography. A camera operator. Whatever you call yeah, it. He holds the camera. He's, he's, he's Dave camera. from Canada. That's who he is. Dave from Canada. Yeah, so he's here, and um, I get to look at this sweet, you know, 4K camera, and it's kind of strange because I don't get to see you, but that's a little bit different. It's been a really, really cool experience, and, and I'm glad it's different from the rest because new experiences are always good. Yeah. I mean, I think people will, everybody that watches the show or, or listens to it on the audio side, you're going to know what you're getting. It's the same kind of talk, the same kind of back and forth. The nice thing with the TV broadcast version is when we discuss a figure like Captain Power or Dick Tracy, we can cut to those characters and you can have the cutaway and, and see the characters. Or when we do action figure spotlight at the end, we get to do a little bit more of that figure photography and showcase some close-ups with our custom backdrops. So if you love the Jane Rob Toy Show, this version, the live stream podcast, you'll love the broadcast version. It's a pretty seamless transition. And like you said, crystal clear 4K. It's it's gorgeous. And I know it's a little bit different of an experience because you're the guy who does everything. You cut it, you edit it. Um, for me, it's, you know, we start to do any of these productions and it's always over like that. Uh, at least my parts are. And it's like, wow, are we like this Friday might be it. I'm like, really? Are we done already? Another one in the can. 
There we go. And then we, but then we roll on, Jay. We don't just stop there. We go on to the next show, Five Favorite Figures. So that'll be the yeah. next big thing that we push into. And then we'll be shooting that throughout the month of April, um, which is feeling very daunting to me right now. But I'm sure once we get into the swing of it, I'll be more excited. I am just racing to get these episodes done so that we can get them to our broadcast partner and the entire sure. world can enjoy them. Yeah, you've got a lot on your plate too with uh, Faking Filmation Kickstarter coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, we're going to start shooting Five Favorite Figures. I'm really excited for that one. A nice little friendly competition kind of a show that we, that we got going. I think it's going to be really cool. And it's going to be great to showcase literally our favorite figures in whatever genres that we uh, decide to write. Can't wait. I'm, I'm waiting for the moments in Five Favorite Figures where we either pick the same character or we put two similar characters. So if you pick like Donatello from, you know, a vintage TMNT and I pick like Leo. And then of course our kids that we get to come in that we don't know. And they're kind of doing a blind play test and they see all 10 figures, which Ninja Turtle might they pick between like Leo and Don? I think those are going to be the real fun, close moments because they're pretty similar when you just know the toy without having any connection to them. So which one, maybe they pick them both. Maybe they only pick one. That could be interesting. For for me, it was all about the weapons they had because they more or less were the same. Um, this was before I'd seen the cartoon. So for me, it was about the weapons. So I think it's going to come down to that. If they like katanas or they like the bow staff. I guess we'll every, every, everyone likes a sword. So maybe I'm tipping my hat to to a character that might be on a list when we start recording. But, but who knows? <laughs> I want to give a shout out to everybody that's watching in the chat. We got Robot Menace. How, how's it going? He's exclaiming, "Ow, my ears!" Because Jay came in super hot at the top of the broadcast. I was excited. Our good buddy Kale says, "What's up, dudes?" Uh, we have a Facebook uh, user who's saying, "Hey, boys, long time no see." I'm guessing that you're watching through our new Facebook fan group that's been started by some of our our, our friends for the Jay and Rob Figure Collective. We're now broadcasting there as well. Uh, Nelson Radtoys is saying everything's awesome. And then we're getting another Facebook user who's saying, hey, guys, uh, feel free to keep the chat going. Jay, you know what we're talking about this week, by chance? Yeah, we're talking the importance of retail toy stores and why they mean so much to old guys like you and me. Right. And before we get there, let's let's talk the icebreaker this week, Jay. This is always let's do it. My, fav- my favorite part of every episode, we're fishing around for an icebreaker sponsor because it's a segment that we always use. It's non sequitur. It's fun. It's Stump the J or J the Stump. I don't know how you want to call it. Uh, how important is likeness when it comes to action figures, Jay? When you're looking at a figure and it's based on some source material, how important is the likeness? It's become more important over the years since the the way that the artists now are designing these figures. I think most of it's through computers now. And um, a Star Wars character, you know, if it's uh, like this to Harrison Ford, I think it's extremely important now. When we were kids, I believe there was a lot more imagination went into this on our end. So you knew it was Han because he had the vest and the, the pants with the stripe. It didn't look like Harrison Ford at all, but that was okay. It was Han. I think it's more important now as adult collectors, especially the amount of money we're throwing out for these single figures, you know, $30, $35 a pop. Yeah, you want it to look pretty dang good, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think the money quotient is a huge factor in it looking like the thing that you're supposed to be purchasing. It's 
it's not very convincing if you're saying this is Han Solo and it looks like Meltor from the crypt or something because the skull <laughs> and articulation aren't there. It's a little disappointing. I mean, sometimes some brands, if they don't ever have an action figure release and you get Meltor from the crypt, then okay, sure. So be it. Sign them up, put them on the shelf, pick them up. up, take a shelfie. But otherwise, <laughs> shelfie. That's good. Right. I like that. Take a you shelfie like shot. Yeah, like shot. this is my shelfie shot. You can see everything behind me. Ah, shelfie! Look at me! Look at me and my dolly toys! I feel so good about my collection. My they're soul. all, they're all, they're all looking at me right now on the shelf. The loose figures are like, kill me, play with me, kill me. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror with the collector and the comic book guy's got like the literal people like, stuck to card backs. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we don't fantasize about that. Okay, yes, yes, we do. Uh yeah, I think likeness is everything nowadays. In fact, likeness is what drives so much hype. Uh, look at the TMNT movie figures. Look at uh, even retro releases that look exactly like their 80s counterparts, even if there has been a little bit of improved tooling added to it for, uh, I don't know, points of articulation or something. Likeness yeah. is everything, especially for the adult collector. So yeah, it's, hey, we, it's, can, we concur. It's a, it's a lot easier to get the likeness of a Stormtrooper or a Foot Soldier because it's... It's a helmet or a mask, right? That's easy stuff. But doing uh, like a human being's face is a lot more difficult. So I'm glad now not to be paying the prices that we are. And almost every episode I complain about that because it's getting costly to be a toy collector. But it's you know, costly. If gonna, I was just going to say, if Go we're going to pay that, let us let me have Mark Hamill. I don't want to see like you know, a bootleg version of... Mark Campbell, I, like Nathan says, like Peter Perkins, yeah, <laughs> kind of like that. So do you want to tell people the Peter Perkins story and uh, give a little bit of a shameless self-promotion there? Sure. So on my personal YouTube channel, just named Jay Bartlett, I do toy reviews. And uh, recently, uh, like our buddy Scott, um, and I blame Rob for this, I've gone down the rabbit hole that's Marvel Legends, and I fought it for years, and I started watching the 94 Spider-Man cartoon, I just I fell in love with it. It's probably the best cartoon of all time. And uh, so I started buying all these Marvel Legends of the Spider-Man vintage line, and I didn't have Peter Parker. He was the last one I needed. So good old Amazon. Good old Amazon is always there, right? And um, so I ordered... Peter Parker from Amazon, and I got what was that called, Rob? It's a a repack figure. It's when somebody purchases a figure, they take it out of the box, <laughs> stuff in a crappier figure, and um, basically return it, return it, and get yeah. their money back. So they basically what they've done is stolen the figure. So I got Sniper. that back, which was crazy. Not only because the Spider Man, I don't have one here. It's they're on the wall, but they come in card backs. Like you have to take it off the crystal and all that, and um, I don't know how he did it, but he put in. We figured out, everyone in the chat, thanks for helping me. We figured out that the body was movie Lex Luthor. And I believe the head, not the Spider Sense head, but the other head was who plays him anyway? Lex Luthor. It's uh, Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, that's it. And then <laughs> instead of Peter's camera where he takes his pictures, he, he came with this blue claw with a, like a ring. We haven't identified the blue claw yet. So anyway, I, I've had quite the ordeal with Amazon over the years, and so so have you, Rob. With you had a Luke Skywalker incident yourself, um, and I just thought it was funny, and I, I had to make a video about that. And you guys should check it out on my YouTube. It's I think it's funny. I can't say the name. I affectionately called him Peter Perkins, um, but I can't say the name without chuckling. So check it out. 
Uh, yeah, it, it, they could have made a cool mashup between Peter Parker and Porkins. It could have been Peter Porkins and shoved Porkins in there with his X-Wing attire. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, and so I did get a regular Peter Parker. And because obviously I opened it, I decided to keep it. And I donated it to my buddy Josh. Uh, it's in his collection now. Peter Perkins lives forever. What? On, you didn't on, keep that? Dude, on, that on is Josh. a great story. It is a great that story. That is a great story. You should have kept it. That story makes that figure better. You should know as well as I do, my friend. It's immortalized. It's all on videotape. Uh, yes, it's on the YouTube, as the kids say. Yep. Um, we're getting some more comments here coming out of the chat. Everybody's saying there's nothing better than physical toy stores. Joe Amato is chiming in saying, wouldn't it be great to see more toy stores pop? pop? Of course, our us adults would be the main ones in them as kids these days don't know what a toy store is but they do know video games tablets and phones to which danny our good friend danny replies if it's a toy store for kids then they got to keep those prices down and of course there's other uh things to consideration if it's toy store for kids they got to have those games and tablets and everything in there to get them in there in the first place so yes um are you gonna get that thunder tank pre-order in soon jay i'm kind of wondering time's ticking yeah, I, I want to, but I, I've got a bunch of stuff that I've purchased off of Canadian toy groups on Facebook over the past couple of weeks that I'm waiting to come in. You know, Rob, it's, it's some of those pieces that you see and you're like, oh my God, like there, there it is. And I don't want to say anything because I do want to show it off on the show here. So I don't want to give anything away, but there's a few pieces that I saw and I was like, okay, you know what? I have the chance to get this right now. So. I should get the Thunder Tank pre-order in. You're absolutely right. And you know what? I'm seeing everybody getting their HasLab Unicrons. Oh, man. That thing is so wicked. I have such regrets not getting that. You see the size of it? Oh, my God. You're going to have regrets if you don't get a pre-order for the Thunder Tank in. I know. Just like the Razor Crest. I didn't get that either. And it's a pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store for us Canadian collectors. So all you have to do is put the down payment down for now. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a go. And I don't I, I don't know what's up with Super Seven, but we're I'm still we're all still waiting for Wave Two, and I'm definitely not crapping on them because of difficult times for everybody right now. But uh, yeah, Wave Two is supposed to be out three months ago. The Thundercats, and I haven't seen any. So eagerly waiting those. Everything, as well. everything's getting pushed. I mean, who knows? I read an article today on our uh, national news outlet that said. More shipping containers have just fallen into the ocean in the last year than the last 10 years combined annually. There's <laughs> entire containers of shoes and other trinkets just at the bottom of the ocean. So when the kaiju monsters come up, they'll have shoes and other things to wear. Maybe that's where all our little dollies are, at the bottom of the ocean in the algae. I've tried to keep everything as Canadian as possible, meaning if I have to go... Uh, outside the toy store, the physical toy store, I try and go on Amazon, which is hilarious, and I almost love doing it now because I always get such a great story out of it. Uh, but Big Bad is another go-to just in the states there. But I try not to do eBay auctions or anything overseas right now because, yeah, it, who knows when it's going to come? It sometimes it's a week. Sometimes you forgot you ordered it two months ago and it shows up, or maybe so- it's in the bottom of the ocean. Sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't, Jay. Another big vehicle announcement was Acto-1 is finally getting 
a re-release from the vintage Kenner line to go with the Ghostbusters that came out last summer. Is this something that excites you? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. I saw that. I saw everyone losing their minds. Just, I, I forget the two ghosts. There's two ghosts in Ecto-1. There's the big reveal. Uh, no. It doesn't. And I guess because I have the vintage Ecto-1, I think you have it as well. Um, no. I mean, I think it's cool. But... Uh, I have no interest in, in picking that one up. How about you, sir? I do want it. Unlike yeah. the Thunder Tank, because I'm not really a Thundercats guy so much. I didn't really grow up on it. I appreciate it. And when we had Larry Kenny, boy, that was a really cool experience to have Lino talking to us. But I can't afford, you know, $450, $500 plus shipping to Canada and taxes and duty for a line I'm just not super jazzed about. And I'm trying to, like, get into the mindset of, no, but there was a crossover with He-Man. I can justify it. It's a lot of money to justify. And with things being delayed, I don't know. But I don't have an Ecto-1 in my collection right now. Uh, and it's the same as it was, you know, 30 plus years ago. So it would yep. be a pretty great thing to pick up. Uh, it's a Walmart exclusive, of course. Of course it is. That's that's going to make it real fun for me to try to find. So the fun part will be uh, when it becomes an eBay exclusive for us Canadians, Jay, it'll be the same price as a vintage one except for we'll be able to get it with a box. Maybe. Well, some of us elite toy hunters maybe already have. Um, well, every, not everybody's the pro shelfer that you are, <laughs> Shelfy J. I, I was just going to say, yeah, you're absolutely right, because these things are going to go... Um, uh, Danny said he got a couple this morning ordered. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But, um, yeah, they're going to go for a couple hundred bucks, and at that point, it's like, you might as well just get vintage at that point. Um, yeah, I mean, I picked up the four original real Ghostbusters because I didn't have those on card. So oh, I got you didn't those. have those because some of us vintage real collectors do have yeah. the four Ghostbusters. I didn't with accessories. No, I, I remember. Complete. I think I lit them on fire. Oh, oh stupid. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, yeah, those ones. I. <laughs> You know what? I got another great video coming up in a couple of weeks about uh, something I found in my basement. But, you know, I used to have, as you know, buddy, all those Ghostbusters. Where did they go? Where did they go? So I have a feeling, you know, my basement looks a lot like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, that warehouse in Area 51. So I have a feeling, man, that there's some stuff down there that uh, maybe need to do a bit more digging. Well, you know what I like to say? Save it for camera. But I know that you can't. So I anxiously await whatever reveals you end up putting on YouTube, like the rest of the world. You are outpacing The Exorcist in, in subs on a week-to-week -week comparison, so you're going to be catching up to him soon. And you found another Jay Bartlett, is that correct? I found Sh J? Chef Jay Bartlett. Chef. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, I subbed to him too, but he didn't return the favor. Dude, sub for sub, that's the rule. That's like the given. What's the deal? Yeah, the Exorcist Jay, he's he crushes it for videos. He has like seven hundred videos or something like that. Like he just, I must confess, I haven't watched any of them. But uh, yeah, but who are you gonna call, Jay? Who are you gonna call? You're gonna call Exorcist Jay Bartlett to solve all your ghost problems. So when Hector One uh, got announced, he started making videos. Yeah. Why don't you call his car Hector One? I don't know. Um, uh, Toy Stores, Jay. Toys R Us is coming back. For the second time, or the third time, in uh, America, of, of course, all the Canadians know that Toys R Us has never left our 
uh, humble nation of hockey yeah. players and maple syrup drinkers. But yeah. Toys R Us did vanish for a while in America, came back sort of, and uh, went away and is back. Is this a big deal or should we be focusing on other retail opportunities when it comes to dollies? My personal opinion on Toys R Us over the last 10 years is not very high. I think it'll always be a really cool, nostalgic experience to walk through those doors. You know, the the doors open automatically. It's so magical, right? Not really. But you go in there and it's, it just looks fantastic. It looks like a fun place. But, I mean, as for toy hunting, there's not a lot of stuff there. Uh, in our in our hometown here, at least, you know, again, it's because everyone is. It's not just buying one or two figures. Everyone is just picking the pegs clean, right? They buy all the Masters of the Universe, right, and then you know, divvy them up to their friends or sell them or whatever. People have the right to do that. My point is, I haven't found anything super great at Toys R Us for a long, long time. Um, so it's not a store, and I may be spoiled. We may be spoiled, buddy, because we've always had it and we still do have it. But I don't find myself going into Toys R Us too often. I think it's more what it represents for everybody that grew up, you know, in the 70s, 80s, 90s. It was the the mecca for a while. And then with the rise of Walmart and, of course, Amazon and other online retailers, that that symbol has remained, but that impact has diminished. You know, something goes away, something else will come up and take its place. There's a, there's a cycle, there's a vacuum. I think it's much more important to turn your attention towards like the mom and pop stores, which is, you know, all, all action figure adventure is about. Can you imagine us an action figure adventure like shooting in like Toys R Us God, or no. Walmart or wherever these like, you know, big box retail chain stores are like, oh. I'm sure we could find a way to make it work for the story, but it wouldn't have the character. It wouldn't have the charm. No. I think anybody that would see footage from, Toys R Us would be like, oh yeah, I've been there because I've been to a Toys R Us and they all generally look the same. You would lose the magic that you get when you visit Treehouse Collectibles or Dark Matter or Heroes or, you know, Big Fun. Uh, one of the, the great things about action figure adventure, much like Nintendo Quest, is we don't know, apart from what the store is called, what it looks like, what the inside looks like, what's going to be in there. So that is literally the adventure. That is the the whole fun of it is going there. Uh, going to these corporate chains, just, I mean, imagine doing that. Okay, our next stop, we're going to go to, you know, Target on 38th Street. It's like, uh, what? No one I think that would be that. depressing because yeah. they, they know that we're setting them up for a scene of disappointment. You know, there's a Target exclusive here, a G.I. Joe Classified. Maybe I can get it for the auction and uh, let's see if we can go in there and find it. Oh, nope, pegs pick clean. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, we just wasted there's five. five on eBay. Yeah, we just wasted, you know, three hours setting up and shooting for, for nothing. Yeah. It's safe to say that these vintage stores, I mean, everyone I went into was so incredible and they always had something. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I always wanted to see Toys R Us turn it around. I think they have to follow suit with some of the bigger chains and limit the number of figures you're allowed to get in a particular line. Because until that is under control. Put that on top with the pandemic where, you know, stuff is not getting manufactured as quick. It's not getting shipped out as quick. Um, combine that with the fact that people go in there grabbing everything. So it's just it's just a really unpleasant experience for me. I, I want to come back to that because you gave me such an amazing idea there for a second. I want to get to Danny's comment first. And Danny's sure. saying, 
Uh, vintage stores, you don't know what you're getting. It's exploring. Toys R Us, you knew what was there for the most part. It's fun to look once in a while and see this stuff in person. I agree. I think the sense of discovery you get when you go to a toy store in general is awesome. And you get much more sense of discovery when you go to like a mom and pop, uh, you know, personally, individually owned place full of character and charm and their own philosophy yeah. compared to a big box store where you're probably going to get something very specific and the chances of you discovering a new line or a new thing is pretty slim. I mean, you go to Toys R Us nowadays, like you said, to get like Masters Universe Origins or, you know, the Vintage Collection or, you know, Marvel Legends. You know what you're trying to find and it's either a Toys R Us exclusive or you knew that the wave hit and so, you're, well, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to go try to get it. But you go to Heroes you go to, you know, Treehouse, you go to Dark Matter. It's just, yeah. you never know. Like, you could be like, oh, I hope they have some, you know, Star Wars figures or Battle Beasts or something. And you go in there and it's like, oh, Visionaries, Cops and Crooks, Dino Riders. It's yeah. like, oh, now it's, a, now it's a good problem to have because there's finite cash and there's a lot of options. What I want to say, Jay, is if we get greenlit for season two, if we get greenlit and we're able to get enough sponsors on board, we are going to go and film at a big box retail store just to showcase what it's like. And I want you to pick up something if there's something of, of note there. And I want to watch you haggle with the cashier like you would at any other <laughs> store. You know, you see you got this listed for 30 bucks. We're on a bit of a mission. We're trying to put together this auction. Can you work with me? They know my quest. They, they know what I'm after. See what I'm gonna what do, do is I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you a price and you're gonna come back and the price for me. You're gonna go high, I'm gonna go low. We're gonna meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, except you know, little Johnny, fifteen year old little Johnny who's running the till has absolutely zero authority, and then it's just gonna be an awkward situation. Maybe that's what you want on camera. That's exactly that. the point. That's sure. exactly the point. You know, they'll call and the manager I, I, and yeah, it'll be a big thing. Just do it. Yeah. I'll, I'm up for it. I like it. My name is Jay Bartlett, and this is me going into Target. My name is Jay Bartlett, and this is going to be the most disappointing experience of season two. So here we go. And this is the beginning of eBay exclusives. Subtitle of that episode will be the disappointment, the big letdown. And then we'll have to call like a local shop to let our darkest hour, and we'll find something, and we'll meet some cool friends, and we'll have a better story, and there'll be a sense of discovery. So physical toy stores are, are super important. Um, this And this whole topic is from our good friend, Bill, who's one of our Patreon backers that gave us the inspiration. He specifically said, um, as I read from my squinty monitor over here, Toys R Us is giving us physical stores another shot, uh, trying to find the middle ground of what they were and what independent stores are now. What do you think they need to do? What do you think they need to do to be successful? Why do you think a physical toy store, independent or chain, is so important for collecting in 2021? So let's tackle the first part of that, Jay. What do you think Toys R Us needs to do to be successful and, I guess, solvent? You, you need to satisfy your customer base. Again, I can't stress this enough. You have to put a limit on purchases of the same line. And these stores aren't doing that. Everyone's coming in and cleaning out the pegs. So when I go in there, you go in there, whoever goes in there, there's nothing left. I don't ever remember it being that way save for the last five years maybe and they really have a responsibility to to limit that because if you're going into the, these stores you're constantly coming up empty-handed you're just going to stop you're going to stop going and that's probably one reason i don't frequent toys r us because i go there so many times and there's nothing or it's like stuff that's so old there's literally dust on it like 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't think having exclusives is going to be the key to success because I think all that does is shatter the industry and splinter it and like force people to, yeah, they'll go in your store and maybe they'll buy something else if they can't get the exclusives. But I don't know. I don't have any more love for Walmart or Target when they get the exclusive figure, frankly, you know. No, it's it's annoying. It's um, it's what you know. Pop collectors have been dealing with forever. Um, there's Walgreens exclusive, Toys R Us exclusive, you know, GameStop exclusive, and it's the, the idea behind it is fun. Um, until you actually go out there and you constantly keep coming up empty-handed, and it's just it's just sheer luck. Unless you have someone who works at one of these stores, right? It's just right place at the right time, but. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the modern stuff I buy online, to be honest, just because it's less hassle. Yeah, you know, I don't enjoy all, going into Walmart. I don't enjoy going into Toys R Us. I don't enjoy going into any of these big box stores. Yeah, I mean, it's convenience with anything that's you know going to be released new. Because if you don't get that pre-order in or you don't buy it when you have the chance, it's a hassle. Uh, and anything that is new that goes directly to retail, it's a hassle. So yeah. that really shapes what I choose to collect. I mean, we talk Super 7 Ultimates TMNT, right? Those are expensive figures compared to the cartoon NECA 2-packs or the, the NECA TMNT movie stuff. It's almost twice as much now at this point. Yeah. But you can guarantee them. There's zero hassle uh, in getting them. And they're great figures. The, the NECA stuff, it's hit or miss. Like you, It's hard to go all in and have a completionist mentality especially for the early stuff because you don't know if you're going to get it. And I, I hate to be soured on something because of the logistics of it. That's, that's a really crappy way to approach it for, for your fan base. We, we always talk about this though, right? No, it, it's a, it's, well, it's a really big subject to discuss in toy collecting over the last five years. It, it really is huge. And it's why I'll go down to see Brahmin heroes and, you know, often, the new classified wave. I'm like, man, can you just order these for me? He's like, sure. You know, it's just so much easier than trying to fight people at Toys R Us. And, and I've seen it, man. Uh, one of our buddies, John, G.I. Joe John, he's a huge hunter. He loves the hunt, right? And right now everyone's trying to get Firefly and, and uh, Cobra Viper because they're exclusives as well. And it's just, I don't know. It really took the steam out of classifieds for me. It really did because... There's almost more exclusive figures for classified than there is regular retail. It's just like, like, do you, do you <laughs> want us to have these or do you not want us to have these? Like, I get what they're doing. And again, I think a big problem that you and I both have is we collect multiple lines. Maybe if I just collect G.I. Joe, then it wouldn't be such a, a big deal to me. But when every line, I, no, no, no. every I modern think it's line, the inverse. when every modern line that I want is a hassle to get, like, that's a big problem. Go ahead, sorry. I think I no, it's fine. I think it's the inverse. It's not the problem that we collect multiple lines. Sure, we like a lot of stuff and we grew up with a lot of stuff and we've carried that passion forward, but we like a lot of lines precisely because it's hard to get any of one line in its complete, you know, entirety. It's a pain trying to get, like you said, G.I. Joe classified yeah, or the turtle is. stuff or even yeah. He-Man stuff. So it's like, well, good thing I do like other lines so I can, you know, scratch that nostalgia itch and really participate in what's going on right now in collecting culture and action figure uh, the community because I can't appreciate this. Like, I would hate to be just a G.I. Joe guy right now because especially in Canada. My goodness, you you finally get a six-inch G.I. Joe line and now it's like nothing but exclusives that are south of the border and like, hard to find 
even if you were to live in America. Uh, the, the, the latest backwards. wave. The latest wave. Okay, there's four figures. Zartan, Cobra Infantry, regular retail, and then Cobra Viper, and who's the other one I said? Can you remember now? Firefly? But Firefly. Those two are exclusive. So two of the four are exclusives. Like, that just, it boggles me. It boggles my mind. I don't understand it. And frankly, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. And Scott Wad's saying, check out Action Force and Skip Classified, which, of course, is Bobby Valla's line, which is yep. a Kickstarter that I backed. They look amazing. Uh, there's <laughs> Everything that they come with, they come with way more accessories, and the detail is incredible. They're, they'll be interchangeable with Joe's by the looks of it yep. in terms of you know putting them up on your shelf. Um, totally agree, and I like to support you know something that's independent like that. So Action Force has my vote, and they have my money, and I can't wait to get those dollies. Um, yeah, we have well... A Facebook let me let me just let me just uh, comment on that as well because I love Joe so much. Uh, it's not that I don't want to get Action Force. I have Sergeant Slaughter pre-ordered, um, but I I grew up with those classic characters, uh, so I didn't grow up with Action Force. So for me, it's Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, and Duke. You can't, you know, you don't, you know what I mean. You can't replace that. I mean. It's not about replacing. For me. Expand your minds. How many Storm Shadows do we need? How many Snake Eyes Seven, do we need? Seventy and 72 no you got to put a limit on that stuff i mean just because it has the name doesn't mean you need to buy it and if there's cooler figures out no. there then i'm going to support I, and the i agree figures. and that's where i've pumped the brakes because john actually messaged me the other day he's like i got i got a firefly for you it's x amount and he's not even he's giving me what he paid for right it's like i, I don't want to do that i can go down to heroes and buy a really sweet like 10 vintage shows for that it's like i i, I don't want to do it i'm almost to, to touch on what Scott said, again, I'm almost pulling the plug on Classified because it's annoyed me so much. Got another question coming in through the chat here. What about the Joe Classified repaint variants? There's two versions of almost every figure now. Imagine being a completionist. You'd go nuts. So between uh, the exclusives and now the variants, Jay, what do you think about that? Uh, they've just repainted Roadblock, Duke, Scarlet. Uh, they took a lot of the Fortnite colors out. So Roadblock's uh, is Ma Deuce gun futuristic version of it is no longer silver it's black so they just brought it they've muted the colors down um i don't think there's anything wrong with that because hasbro is listening to what the fans want the fans were bitching and complaining that they look like fortnite characters and colors do you know what i mean so i yeah. mean they're, they're giving the fans what they want so i mean being a completist would be a little that that would drive me nuts yeah thankfully i'm not like well, that yeah, we know that the completionist mentality is definitely a trap to avoid, but some people can't do it, so good luck. I mean, that's always fun, though, because I like collecting lines that have stories, that do have variants, and especially when you can see the notable difference. If it's just, you know, an accessory or the the joints are wonky and then they fix them later, eh, or there's, like, a sticker on it or, like, there's a little subtle design on the card art that's different, I'm okay not having those very well their super seven is sending out a re uh, a, a parts package for the first wave of thundercats right i think we talked about this before because jackalman in the cartoon like his neck was the wrong color and so yeah. everyone complained about it so much that they're sending everyone who bought the first wave free repacks i mean I, that's kind of cool but I, I don't know it's a little extreme don't you think it's like i don't know yeah i I mean, it is what it is. They're trying to make it right. They're expensive figures, so I, I applaud the effort, of course. And the, um, yeah, I was just going to say, the, the repaint of the Duke and stuff like that, 
like we talked about, how many dukes do you need? Well, I liked the original classified Duke and Roadblock. I liked that they were different. Uh, the colors were different. Now they're basically, again, it's just like Duke again, right? So it's like you said, how many times do you have to buy Duke over the years? It's interesting to hear you say, you know, Action Force is something that's hard for you to get into despite pre-ordering Slaughter. I mean, that's just if you want to compare it to like G.I. Joe. I think it's okay to get into a whole nother IP and look no further than stuff, something like Mythic Legions. Of yeah. course, there's Masters homages there, but I mean, there's so many cool characters in there. Whether you sure. like the story that is part of the packages and you can read it all online, and now the game is coming, of course. Those figures are just cool figures to have on your shelf, to hold yeah. in your hand, to swap out parts. Like, cool figures that isn't tied to anything I grew up with. Uh, I know, I don't think you have any yet, but no. I've taken the plunge, I mean, mainly for season one of Action Figure Adventure, and now, unfortunately, I'm hooked. And now, Jay, Mythic Legions is available in stock on Store Horsemen on a weekly rotating basis. So wow. every Friday, they put up new figures from their overstock. They're only up for a week, and then they're gone. And then a new batch comes, and it's the kind of stuff they would have brought to conventions, but no conventions, sure. thanks COVID. So it's cool now that it's not just like, here's a wave, now you have to wait a year you know, for the pre-order. Here's a wave, now you got to wait for a year. They're taking some of that overstock and putting it out there. And it's not based on anything except for just amazing figure designs. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Really cool. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's awesome. I, I do want to check those out. And again, I'm definitely not... Not worried to jump in the deep end with another line, that's for sure, <laughs> at this point. You know what I mean? Well, it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, the Mythic Legions comment was a, a question from our good friend Nico, who's a Patreon backer, and Scott Wad has gone down a similar rabbit hole to you, my friend. Scott is a, a very loyal backer to, to us, and yeah. he inter interacts with us quite frequently. And I can't help but notice that Scott has gone down into Wonderland, into the rabbit hole that is Marvel Legends now. And now he's he's trying, he is trying very much to limit it to just the X-Men for now. But we know how this goes. So I think Scott is pretty similar to us because I have the same... Well, it's, it all started with um, Carnage. I got Carnage in 2018 because he's my favorite. And my favorite book is Spider-Man 361, The First Carnage. So I got that because that's my favorite book. Done. And then Thanos came out a couple weeks ago. Or sorry, a couple months ago for the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. Oh, I got to get Thanos. Got to get Thanos. And then that was it. And then you, again, you brought up the Spider-Man cartoon. You, you got to check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. I never watched it. Was instantly hooked because that was the time when I was done reading comics. And it, it uh, changes a little bit the stories, but it's more or less the same. And I was instantly hooked. So now my rule is it's just the Spider-Man guys. So now I've got, I don't want to tell you, on the wall, it's too many. <laughs> too many. Punisher was my well, big one. He was, he was expensive, that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know it's not going to end there, though. Because you'll find another way. Because Spider-Man is one of those characters that has a lot of crossover characters, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the retro Spider-Man line is so awesome. It is so awesome. I, you and I have all those figures, too, and I can't wait for the second wave. If they do, I hope they do. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of characters that they can certainly seed in there. Uh, Marvel Legends, I am resisting as much as I can. Doom was the first one that I got in 20, 
2020. I think it came out in March of 2020, just in time to start filming for action figure adventure, which was great because we didn't really come across anything crazy collectible for Marvel Legends when we shot season one of action figure adventure. But it's a huge line, and so I wanted to have some representation of it within the series, even if it was just a single cutaway. Um, and I love well, Doom, so it was, had, it was perfect. And I put my Carnage in there. Carnage makes appearance in a couple of shots. Oh, that's there. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But yeah, you have a lot of those cool card back ones, the old uh, Toy Biz style. You have a lot of those. Yeah. Those are really awesome. Hard to open. Yeah. It's impossible. Like the Spider-Man guys, I had full intent of opening them for to, to shoot and stuff like that. No, not a chance. They're on uh, my wall. When I get an Electro, when I get a second Electro, should I say, I'll be opening one for sure because oh, yeah. that figure just looks amazing. Needs to be opened, yeah. needs to be held. Uh, Jay, we're, we're approaching almost the, the, the entire hour, so I think it behooves us to get to Action Figure Spotlight this week. I do want to give a shout-out to all our Patreon backers, though many of which submitted questions. Uh, Danny, we didn't get to your question this week. I'm sorry. Your questions are on every other episode we've recorded, so I'm <laughs> sure you understand. Um, but a big shout-out to Tim, Nathan, Bill, Matt, Jay, Danny, Ryan, Chris, Scott, Billy, Ben, Kyle, Nelson, Rodney, Nico, Adam, and Plunderlings, too, which has a new release of uh, figures on Entertainment Earth. I saw they look pretty sweet. And uh, Nathan was set to be on Action Figure Spotlight this week, but he had a bit of a family emergency come up and he had to uh, help out his brother. So uh, he will try to join us next week to showcase that uh, that figure he wants to showcase. I don't know what it is. Uh, he is a top-tier Patreon backer and gets to join us on the show. So if that's something you want to do and talk to us about your dollies and your shelf life and show us a shelfie, then that's cool. You can do that, <laughs> send, too. Join us. Send, send me a shelfie. <laughs> that's send, great. Send me a shelfie, yeah. So that's that's going to be on, on our next shirt. It'll be Jane Rob Toy Show shelfie. And speaking of shirts, you can get the Jane Rob Toy Show shirts now on Retro Rags as well. Uh, five, figure fig five favorite figure shirts will be out later when we start shooting that show, I am sure. What uh, what figure? You got, what, a couple figures you wanted to do this week? I got two or three. Um, yeah, so I thought it'd be kind of fun. Uh, to, to see, I have one, two, or three. So, should we let the chat pick? Pick which one? Yeah, we can, you let have? The, we can let the chat. Uh, I've well, I've got lots in front of me, Jay. I'm a pro vintage collector like you are. I got lots of dollies at arm's reach, but uh, we'll say three. We'll say that's one, two, three here. So, Jay, we'll let you go first. Everybody in the chat, pick number one, two, or three, and we'll do a quick kind of round to see which number gets picked first, and then we'll do one so of mine, and do... then we'll go back to you. We're doing two each, right? Correct. Okay, so we'll just go, and that'll give time for, for chat to vote on the second figure. So you guys just in the chat, just throw down if you want to see figure one, two, or three from Rob and myself, and we'll get to those. Um, okay, so let's start with this. So, <laughs> you know, when you know a figure line comes out, and uh, you're like, oh, that's so cool, but I don't need that. I don't need that figure. What am, <laughs> what am I, I going to do with, with that one guy? Well, I how found that line, one guy. Yeah, how, how does that figure complete it? Like, I've got enough toys. I don't need another one. Yeah, but it's a movie line figure, too. So it's not Aww. like from cartoon or anything, which is fine. But it's like, what am I going to do with that one figure? And I get the one figure in my hand. I'm, what am I going to do with uh, Marty McFly? What am I going to do with him? But uh, I kept saying that to myself. And then I found the whole wave, actually. And... Um, I decided I was just going to do one, so I got Classic Marty from the very first film. Let's see if it's not too reflective. There's Marty. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know you're not huge on it. Um, I, I really dig the Marty and the Biff is great. I didn't like the uh, I didn't like the uh, what's it called the radiation suit one. But this is from yeah. NECA, of course. Our good pals at NECA, there, there he is right there. Yeah. And um, this is pretty much comes with everything that he uses in the first film. So he's got the guitar from the beginnings, backpack, skateboard, camcorder, and his cool guy, head with the glasses. Uh, it was really tough between this and the second Back to the Future Marty, but I had to go classic. Um, yeah, so that's it. And I know you're disappointed in me, but I don't care. I'm just glad you didn't get the radiation diaper figure because I that couldn't. I looked thing. at it. I was like, I, uh, no. As much as I love, you that see what figure, I mean? Yeah, yeah. The scene's great, but the figure's like, nah, can't do that. Does he come with a Van Halen tape at least? I didn't look at it long enough, honestly. I spent a lot of time looking at Biff. Biff looks amazing. It's uh, fifties uh, Biff, right? It's so good. I I think my favorite of all the Back to the Future figures is 50s Doc, 1955 Doc. I think he looks the coolest. I haven't seen him. That's the only one I haven't seen is Doc. Yeah. He's got the expression on his face when the model lights on fire. <gasps> yeah. And, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. A, yeah. So I'm going to get Doc if I see him, obviously. But uh, there you all go. Right, Jay, there's, there seems to be a tie for number two and number three for your second figure. So now we'll ask everybody to do the same thing for me as I showcase my first figure. And that is a figure I got from our friend Scott that we mentioned earlier. Now, so this is a vintage pickup, a rare vintage pickup for, for Papa McAloo Claus. And that is uh, Slash, the original oh, TMNT. Wow. Now, I never had Slash. He came out just as I ended my TMNT love. But... Uh, it is a character I have been fascinated with for a long time. I always wanted, I thought it was cool because he's, you know, like an evil turtle. You got to love the evil doc, doppelgangers, whether it's Faker or Anti-Attorney He-Man or, I know it's just like a palette swap in 90% of the cases, but it's cool. And then this version, you may notice that he has a magenta belt with a yellow letter and he has a mustard uh front now slash for whatever reason maybe some of you hardcore shelfers out there can tell me why are there so many variants slash has more more common a black belt with a yellow s but a bright yellow uh front uh shell piece versus this so the magenta belt is one of the more rare iterations but there's like five or six that wow. mix match different belts sometimes the s isn't colored sometimes it is uh it's but it's just a cool figure and there's you know another accessory that came with it the the nunchucks that uh don't really go anywhere i put everything in the hands that i could but it's in good shape lots of uh it's pretty stiff still which is nice not too loose and uh, a good representation of the figure so thanks to scott for hooking me up with this guy and i'm glad to add him to my collection yeah he's very cool i had slash actually he was one of the last ones i got and i think i traded for him if i'm not mistaken but uh, yeah, he was used in quite a few mix-up games for sure. He's a cool, cool character. Um, now, Jay, I just want to point out that everybody was chiming in on number two and number three for you. And when we asked people to chime in for me, we literally got two responses. We got number one and number three. So screw you guys for not caring about my hidden figures. But Jay, we <laughs> want to see your, your number two figure for the, your second show. One, two. Okay. Um, where did I get this one? uh online so i don't have an exciting story for this one this was uh 
eBay, an eBay purchase uh, last month. But he finally came. Now, this is one, this is a line that you and I both love, Rob. And it's one of those, you know, I never had this character in the line when I was a kid. So now that I've gone down once again the comic book hole, um, I thought oh, I would no. pick this guy up. And he is minty, so i got to be very careful. As you know, with these Secret War characters, the paint comes oh, off oh boy. pretty quickly. So there's my symbiote Spider-Man. Um, just probably one of the most gorgeous figures I have. Look at that shine. Oh. The, well, it's the, a it's nice condition. I like it. The spider on both sides is is perfect. The eyes are perfect, and you know you can't hold the Secret War characters by the chest because the paint rubs off. Uh, the Venom story, of course, leads into the Carnage story. So this is where it all begins here with the symbiote suit, and I love it. I love how uh, Spider Man, you know, dabbles in the dark side. So it's a really awesome story. Everyone knows this story. I'm not going to educate you guys. Everyone knows the Venom story. But this is one I never had in the line. I had the original Spider-Man. I still do. But uh, I, I had to go to eBay for this one. But I couldn't resist you because know, of how minty he was. It's it's funny because you have Symbiote Spidey there from Secret Wars, a, a figure from a vintage collection you never had. And, of course, I got Slash here. Again, when I collect vintage, my go-to is stuff that I never had. It's yeah. an easier kind of sell mentally. Yeah. Um, and then you feel like you almost never stopped getting the figures a, as a kid. So that's interesting. Exactly. I always have a problem with the Secret War guys. I mean, like you said, the paint rubs off. Yeah. And I never found that there was quite enough detail within the sculpt. Because it's just like one solid kind of mass. And so Daredevil well, in particular and yeah. Symbiote Spidey are, for me, the least appealing of all the characters. And Iceman. But he's an ex you know, European exclusive, yada yada. Ah, uh, so, no way! This this guy's fabulous. I, I think mm. for some, whatever reason, I never liked the way Captain America looked. I'm just looking at them on my shelf, and uh, Doctor Doom is ghastly. He's horrible looking. Yeah, he needs but, a cape uh, or something. Yeah, his hood's all like chopped off, and it's. I mean, I get it, it's a molded head, but still. Um, anyway, and he wasn't actually. Well, he's a little expensive, but not too bad. So. What did you, you pay go. for it? Tell us. Tell us what you paid. Uh, I don't talk about that stuff online. Well, I'm asking. <laughs> well, we'll talk after the show. We'll talk. We'll talk Seriously, backstage. Tell us. I know your vintage pro shelfer. Come on. Tell us about how much dollies you cost you. It was under a hundred. Oh yeah, you got some friend deals happening then, huh? Yeah. I got you. Okay. Well, it's funny that we're talking superheroes because everybody's saying number two for me, so this is the one. Here we go. I got a superhero end. It is a Marvel Legends. Oh! Uh, <laughs> what is, what is uh, it with Marvel Legends this month? Oh, there you go. I, I don't know. It. So yeah. this is Surfer. This is the Obsidian Surfer. There's been a couple of different Silver Surfers that they've released so far for Marvel Legends. This is the newest one. It is a Walgreens exclusive, which is a <laughs> pharmacy chain in America. But they also do have a toy section, and they do get some exclusives from time to time. He comes with Mjolnir. And he, this is from uh, the storyline that, of course, our good friend Glenn told us about a couple of weeks back when we talked about it. Uh, he comes from the not-too-distant future, back in time, to battle King Thanos. So yeah. um, I wanted to get a, a surfer figure while I could. It's a, a U.S. exclusive, so I went to eBay. So that means it's an eBay exclusive for us Canadians. And it wasn't that expensive. I actually got it from a Canadian collector, so I didn't have to pay you know, crazy shipping and no duty. So I thought, yeah, this is a done deal for me for sure. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's minty. It's new. It was here quick. 
couple days because it came from in Canada, which was nice. And uh, yeah, pretty happy about that one. So I, my uh, my Legends collection seems to be growing, probably not at the rate of yours. Well, but it's I had growing. I had a few beers the other night. I had a lot of beers oh, the no. other night, and I went on Big Bad Toy Store and I clicked Marvel Legends. And boy, did I ever find my Spider-Man guys. I think I have Venom and Vulture on the way. I know that. I'm just like, oh, God. Woke up the next day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> yeah. 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 No sympathy for the devil. Keep that in mind. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, it's a dangerous rabbit hole. That's where I got all my Toy Biz Spider-Man guys back in the summer. I had them all shipped here. So that's why they were pretty easy for me to secure because big bad toy store official sponsor on the jay and rob toy show and five favorite figures which is awesome so hey shout out to you guys out there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up jay i have more questions we can get to but i, I just want to pick your brain what uh what's striking your shelf or fancy these days <laughs> i just want to know what the everyone seems to have the marvel bug now i wonder if this is due to the amount of content we're getting on Disney Plus with the uh, WandaVision show and now Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know. For me, I I mean, I have no interest in the live action stuff. It just doesn't speak to me, right? But everyone seems to, like Scott and I were talking back and forth the other day, you know, and he got Beast and a bunch of the, the X-Men classics too. I wonder what's going on with the Marvel thing. And now you're, you know, you got Surfer now and it's just like, what's going on? Yeah, but here's my famous last words. There's not a lot more I want to get. <laughs> it's no. pretty much done after this, except no. for, you know, like, maybe I want to get Namor the Submariner. Maybe not. Maybe I want to get a Thor. No, 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 I'm good. We both know the one figure that I want is Adam Warlock. I was looking at the Fantastic Four figures, like the core family. I don't like the way that they've done them. Yeah. So that's, that's a pass for me. I'm just, there, there's nothing else out there. I, like I said, I'd rather get a second Electro from the Spider Man retro stuff before digging in. Honestly, G, I think the fact that you can get a lot of great characters in Marvel Legends right now between big waves of other stuff that we're into that take kind of priority the G.I. Joe Classified, the Turtle stuff, NECA or Super 7, uh, Transformers stuff, Star Wars, we're waiting on new stuff. So there's a lull in the collecting cycle. So we got to scratch that itch, got to fill that shelf. So let's God forbid we should. God forbid we should save that money. No. Save. What, what is that? Are we gonna save that for? What is what is this action you speak of, sir? I, I I need them for our shows. That's why I buy them. It's a tax write off when I get to feature them in Action Figure Adventure or the Jay and Rob Toy Show. So if you see Unicron in the Jay and Rob Toy Show, it's because I needed it as a tax write off, not because I have any <laughs> emotional attachment no. to the five hundred dollar figure. No, um, look at Bill says they're easier to get than other lines. Uh, the legends and Danny says no legends here, but I would like to get the surfer. See, that's what I said, Danny. I, I don't have any legends yeah. either, but I need Carnage because he's my favorite, and then I need Thanos because he's also my favorite. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and of course Kale, our, our good friend there, Norn Rad is his favorite, so that yeah. doesn't surprise me. His daughter's name is Nova, so that's Kale awesome. is a huge superhero fan um yeah man i don't really have too much else to say uh let there is one question that i guess we could get to here yeah um, go for it it's what are your thoughts this is from duncan who reached out to me i think via twitter he said what are your thoughts on autograph figures what's the coolest uh non-figure collectible do you have that's part of a figure line or movie 
uh, collectible pins and trading cards. So he's asking us a couple. First, do you believe in getting your figures autographed and who would sign them? I, I did at a, at a certain point in my life. Uh, not anymore. I mean, it's all for, you know, this proof that you met the person. I get it. I get why people do it. Um, not so much anymore. The last celebrity I met was Mark Hamill. And it was a choice between uh, a picture with him. And you get to talk to him for a minute or his autograph. So I'm like, no, I want the experience of actually meeting him instead of being in a line and he signs and you don't kind of thing, right? So autographs don't do it for me like they used to. I don't know how you feel about that. but So you would basically get an actor to sign it, not like a designer or something like that? I just don't really feel the need to to get autographs, I guess, at this point. And you know what, buddy? It's because you and I have done that con circuit for so long. Uh, we, I mean, like, on the uh, the other side, I guess you could say, where we were going there to see the, the people that we loved, right, we grew up with. And I've done that for so long that it's just like, I don't feel the need to do that anymore. I think I've met everyone that I kind of wanted to meet in that capacity, so. Sure. I think the only figure, I've got two figures signed. I've got my awesome Lando, two-pack, uh, super rare to find. It's last one of 100. Signed by Billy D. Williams. And Signed then, that, that figure's garbage. You're garbage. And it's, and it's illegal. It's legit. It's I'm a calling, limited I'm calling release Billy. of 100. I'm calling him. I'll be like, do you know? You does call George, Billy does George Tweed, know about this? Does George know about this? Be, George approved oh, man, the show Don't say run. nothing. Don't He's, say nothing. <laughs> these are official releases by Billy Tweeds. They're, it's great. <laughs> We're sure now, here. the last... The, <laughs> <laughs> the last figure I got signed was Prince Adam 2002 uh, by the Horseman when I yeah, visited yeah. them the first time. So they signed that. So again, Prince Adam was my favorite Masters figures. And I remember I took it to Corn, but I'm like, hey, man, would you sign this? He goes, really? You want us to sign this? And he goes, this figure? <laughs> so well, like, of all the figures to begin with, I'm like, well, I like it. And Prince Adam never came to Canada. I could never find him when he was released sure. in 2002 or 2003. So, yeah, that I figure, Corn Boy, you know that's what? If, the one I want. If I had the figure with me and we were shooting somewhere and we ran into, like, obviously Larry Hummer or something, uh, of course, of course I'd want him to sign it. Yeah, but I just mean more the capacity of going to a con and standing in line kind of thing. That's, that's it. Sure. Do that. Uh, yeah. Tommy, Tommy's saying it's all about the memory of meeting them, not so much the signature. Yeah, I agree. Uh, not, not the object, so to speak. So, yeah, I get it. You know, but the memories appear or with a picture. I think that kind of is cooler for me. Yeah. But I get why people want to sign. Kevin Eastman signs a lot of figures as well. Uh, so that's kind of cool, too, to have a figure signed by Kevin Eastman. In fact, I think on Kevin Eastman's site right now, there's some cool charitable auctions with the party wagon and all four turtles signed by him that go to benefit some oh. uh, kids in need. So... We know all about that. That might be something to consider for myself for season two. Getting a piece like that and getting an Eastman Allaire to sign it or a Larry Hama to sign the flag. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I don't know. Why didn't I, I think know, of Jay. that? He could have shot he could have shine. He could have signed the the one of the big panels, right? That would have been awesome. Dang. Well, more food for thought. Uh, let's wrap everything up. Of course, I want to remind everybody to, for some reason, you can still get a pre-order of Action Figure Adventure Season 1 through Big Bad Toy Store. I thought it was going to be pulled about a week ago. Maybe there's still one or two left that they can have. They'll be shipping them out to people very soon because the discs have been ordered and manufactured and are well on their way. 
to Big Bad Toy Store and our LA Kickstarter backers. There is a bit of a delay for everybody that wants the four-disc version from those Kickstarter tiers because the uh, inserts have to be signed by Jay and myself and our good friend Justin Schoenrock, and then they get sent back and then just shipped out that way too. But they are coming, so get a pre-order in while you can for Action Figure Adventure Season 1, 2-disc Blu-ray, 10-episode set. Jay, where can people find you if they want to watch more of your content and see, uh, you know, talk to you about stuff? YouTube. YouTube is where I do all my personal content. Jay Bartlett is my name. You just search that. I pop up. I'm not the exorcist. He's on the top, but I vowed this year that when you search Jay Bartlett very soon, I will be the one on top of him. Facebook. And on top of... <laughs> On top of both of you will be the chef. The chef, yeah. I think he has 12 subs, but he's getting there. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Jay Bartlett. And uh, yeah, I want to say once again, guys, thank you for pre-ordering Action Figure Adventure. Thank you for watching our shows every week and just interacting with us online, watching all our stuff. I, I really do appreciate it. We couldn't do any of this entertaining without you to entertain. So thank you. It's true. We humbly appreciate all your support tuning into our free live show every week too, which will be back live. I think next week we have a guest from matttracker.com. So we'll have to be talking about some mask stuff uh, as we, as we, as our schedule gets a little bit easier, even though filming will continue, we'll have more and more guests back on, you know, once a month or something like that, which will be fun. Um, and Jay, I know you're a huge fan of masks, so I thought matttracker.com, having Bill on from there would be pretty cool. And of course, Nathan, who's not a toy guy. Guys, I saw oh, you wow. from Nintendo Quest. So I, I'm interested in seeing what else you guys are doing, but I'm not really a toy guy. Wow. And he's de- guess what, Jay? He's bought a shelf. He has a shelf. He's a shelfer now. And uh, he's going to take some shelfies and show us some dollies from a shelf next week, I think. Yeah, I've steadily been watching his collection grow, and I think he got Dark Despot Skeletor and he God Skeletor. Yeah, 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 God Skeletor. That's right. Yeah, good for you, yeah. man. It's it's great. I mean, uh, the toy hobby is definitely my favorite. It's just it's so fun, and uh, yeah, good for you for getting into that, Ethan. That's wicked. You can find me in all the same usual places, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I am at Rob McZob or go to robmczob.com. There's a few blog posts and you can get links to all of our fun, crazy content. If you are interested in the Jay and Rob Toy Show, the broadcast TV version, the 10 episodes that we will be releasing of that and probably a couple extra for Patreon backers as well. All you got to do is become a Patreon backer or subscribe to Jinx Esports TV in Canada. Those are the be the primary ways to do it we may do a blu-ray run later on hard to say what the sport's going to be like we uh like where everything is going now so we just want to give our patreon backers as much bang for the buck as possible because they're the ones that really believed in the concept and the idea and everybody that watches this weekly is is a huge help in that step so back us on patreon you'll get all 10 episodes when they're ready to be shared with you guys and of course five favorite figures as well so it's kind of like two series one year plus this weekly it's a good deal it's a, good deal. It's, it's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. I'll tell you that. If you like Jay and Rob, this yeah. is the year. 2021, the year of Jay and Rob, for better or for worse. But that'll do it for another show of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. We always end these episodes with our fun little catchphrase, and it's been far too long since we've got to say it, my friend Jay. <laughs> for the love of toys and the warmth of scarves, take care of yourself. And each other. Because the best time of day, Jay, is what time? The time when you send me a shelfie is playtime. <laughs>
Playtime is the best time of day. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care, and we'll see you next week.